This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning, everybody. I love, love, love first Sundays as we celebrate family, community, relationship, which is really just the core foundational value for us here at the Harbor. So welcome. We're so glad that you've joined us this Sunday morning and uh, coming to you from the Ministry Center. And just want to give a shout out to the Andresens, beautiful family who relocated here some years ago from Phoenix, Arizona. And we're so glad they're a part of this community. We love you guys. We appreciate you. We thank God for your lives. And so, listen, we are starting a brand new series this first Sunday called Worship Defined. And, and you may go, Darren, what are you talking about? Like Worship Defined? We're not even really gathering together in worship. Well, actually, this is so strategic because I actually feel that God wants to teach us some things about worship to take us deeper in our understanding of what it's all about. You see, worship, I love gathering together. I love having corporate worship services and all of those kind of things. But I think that God's wanting to do something so much deeper in our hearts as it relates to this whole concept of worship. And so we are going to be looking into this series, Worship Defined, by exploring like the heart of worship this morning. I just want to take a few minutes and just throw out some thoughts there for you to ponder, for you to consider, for you to think about as it relates to the foundational essence of the heart of worship. Because I believe if we can grasp this, we will come out of what's happening right now in this season of our lives, in this season of what's going on on the planet with such momentum, with such a powerful force of God's grace behind us. I think it would just confound our minds if we even knew what God was up to in the midst of this time, in Jesus' name. What I want to do is I love going deeper in the word of God by looking at specific words and looking at the meaning of these specific words. And so this morning, we're going to actually spend the entirety of our time, except for one scripture at the end, in the Old Testament, and we're going to explore two of the seven Hebrew words for praise. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful study. We're going to look throughout this series at all seven of these words, but we're going to launch off with the heart of worship this morning by looking into two of these and discovering this deeper meaning that Jesus has, I think, for all of our hearts this morning. If you wouldn't mind, let's just take a minute, and even as we're here together, um, gathered in this kind of digital space, if you will, together, let's, let's pray. Let's ask Holy Spirit to come and to open up our hearts. Could you join me for that? Father, thank you for every listener, every learner, every disciple, every hungry heart. Lord, engaging in this moment right now, Lord, with your presence as we, we take a, a, a peer by your grace into your word, would you open it up to us? Would you illuminate something profound to our hearts today? I'm asking God that you'd bring awakening and in bringing awakening, you would revive and renew and in reviving and renew, you would, you would implement and, and set in motion 
reformative ways that are transforming not only our hearts, but the hearts around us. So come and have your way, Lord Jesus, I pray in your name. Amen, amen. So the first word that I want to look at is this word zamar, which literally means, this Hebrew word literally means to make music within instruments accompanied by voices. So zamar would be what we would, you know, the best way to describe how, what we experience on, say, a Sunday morning when we're, when we're gathering in person in, in, in the Harbor Ministry Center and, and, and having those times with our band and the singers and the worship team and, and we're joining in with them. That would be zamar. In fact, I want to read this uh, psalm over you where it has the actual Hebrew word for praise there, this Hebrew word zamar. It says, Awake, O my soul, with the music of his splendor, his splendorous song, arise my soul and sing praises. There's Zamar. So awake my soul with the music of his splendor song. Arise my soul and sing praises. My worship will awaken the dawn, greeting the daybreak with songs of light. There it is. There's Zamar right there in the word of the Lord. But here's the question that I want to explore this morning for a few minutes and just kind of jump us into, I believe, what Holy Spirit wants to speak. What do we do when a Zamar type of worship is not available to us? Or when all we've maybe ever really known is Zamar type of worship? Because now if, you know, we don't have the opportunity to gather in person and be with a band and singers and, and all of those glorious things, which are wonderful. I mean, the Lord is, he's, he, that's one of his words for, for worship. It's one of the, the ways that praise is expressed in the earth. He's not going to take that away. But how do we go deeper and get a foundation in the heart of worship? Because as I know this, this team here at Harbor that leads us in worship, they have gone deeper themselves. They have to to be able to have that grace on their life to lead others to places where maybe they've never gone before. But that flows in a whole different way, in a whole different space that I believe God wants us to come to know. I don't know about you, but I, I've just been asking this question to everybody else, you know, as I'm in this new world called the coronavirus right now. I, I, I literally feel like I'm on another planet, like it's, it's apocalyptic when I go into the stores and, and just, you know, out there in culture with everything shut down, it feels so bizarre to me, so disorienting because it's not a space that I'm familiar with. I'm not used to that, that type of environment. It, it was never the norm. It's never been the norm. So if Zamar is all we had, just to bring this into comparison, if Zamar is all we had is like church and, 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 and meetings and gatherings, which again are beautiful, but we've never just been forced, if you will, allowed to be taken into a place that may feel a little unfamiliar where all of that that we knew as normal is gone, will we be able to function in a deep place of worship with God to get back to the heart of what this whole thing is all about. And this leads us, leads me this morning to the second word that I want to introduce to you, which is yadah. Yadah is the Hebrew word which means to revere or to worship with extended hands. Revere or to worship 
with extended hands. The word revere means to regard as worth of great honor. To regard as worth of great honor. This is what worship is all about. It's, it's to revere the Lord. It's to regard him as worthy, uh, second to none, with, with the highest of honor, the highest of our praise. The psalmist in chapter 28, verses one and two, he says, I pray to you, O Lord, my rock, do not turn a deaf ear to me, so there's this, there's this desperation and he cries out, he says, if you are silent, I might as well just give up and die. In other words, life has no meaning. If, 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 if in my desperation, if my cry of, of honoring you and revering you it goes, goes unmet, then, then life has no meaning. It's, it's like that type of internal intensity. And then he says in verse two, he says, listen to my prayer for mercy as I cry out for help. And here it is, here's Yadah. As I lift up my hands towards your holy sanctuary. It's like where we're trying through Jesus to connect what's happening here on earth to, to the presence of God and his, his nature and his realm in, in, in heaven where, where there's that, that desperation where you are, God, what you have in that space. Would you come and would you engage my life in this world? That is Yadah. That is what God wants us to know. And I don't know about you, but I don't know if there's any other time where, man, to, to honor the Lord, to, 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 to hunger for him, to thirst for him, maybe like we never have before, now is the perfect opportunity for that church. Now is the moment for us to grab a hold and, and move beyond, move beyond Zamar, you know, and move into Yadog, move into this, this new foundational place so that when we come back and we Zamar, it, it'll have so much more unction on it, so much more power, so much, so much more grace from heaven. So this is, this, this type of worship is an expression of both trust and surrender both trust and surrender and I want to just take a moment and I want to look at those two words just briefly here this morning with you all right trust here's what I want you to do I want you to picture a three-year-old child with hands raised running towards daddy crying hold me father hold me this is Yadah. This is the trust component of Yadah. Where there's nowhere else to go. There's no one else to look to. There's, there's no one else that is going to have the answer to the cry of our heart as his sons and his daughters. And we're running to him. But the thing is, he's actually been running to us the whole time. And we're just going to meet him where he is with hands lifted, crying to Father, hold me, Daddy, help me, Father. Yadah is the cry for the Father's help. What if, what if the church could move just past a moment of corporate worship where we sing together, we enjoy a band, but on the inside of our spirits, 
There's a cry, there's a longing, there's, a, there's, a, there's this, this inner desire fueled by the grace of God itself that's like, Father, we need you in the earth. God, we need you. And I think it's in moments like this when, when we don't have everything in control, when, when things aren't under our power, you know, what, we, what we've been able to, to figure out with our own ingenuity and like things just seem chaotic and we can either, you know, just react, you know, and, and get despondent get disparaging and are all those kind of things or we could say father come and move this is what God wants to do as we begin to trust him with our circumstances that's a huge word right there in fact if we don't have trust with someone we really don't have a relationship and I want to just remind us that worship is all about a relationship between us and God and between God and us Trust is the foundation of that. Look what Paul, actually, Peter, sorry, in 2 Timothy says, chapter 1, verse 10 through 12, he says, and now he has made all of this plain to us by the appearing of Christ Jesus our Savior. Isn't that, wow, I just want, I don't, I just want to pause there for a minute. Like, all understanding all revelation, all things that, that our hearts long to know have been made plain to us through Jesus. It's like, oh, worship is getting to know Jesus. It's beginning to have a relationship with Jesus, trusting Jesus. And he says, he broke the power of death and illuminated the way of life and immortality through the good news that's incredible. Like, you know, we have no fear anymore because the power of death, even if we do die, the power of it has no hold over us. It has no strength over us. We are going to pass from life even into greater life. Peter says, and God shows me to be a preacher, an apostle, a teacher of this good news. Now, there's a cost to that because he says in verse 12, this is why I'm suffering here in prison. Peter was suffering for doing righteous things. He wasn't in prison for wrongdoing. He was put into prison for doing what was right. And he was suffering in that place. Suffering deeply, terribly, like horribly. But he said, I'm not ashamed of it. Let's look what he says. For I know the one whom I trust. Oh, this is amazing. And he says, I am sure, sure, certain, 100% positive, no questions, no doubts about it, that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until the day of his return, which was his heart, which was his life. The word guard here, it's like a sentinel, a, 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 a warrior, a, 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 like picture a security guard, you know, that, that's, that's there, that's standing on post 24 hours, seven days a week, you know, there to, to serve and to protect. Think of our first responders. Think of our military. It's, it's like, that's God. That's the position of God right here. But here's what I want to say to us is that trust begets the fruit of trust when it's given. Whoa. I want you to think about that for just a minute. Like, we want the fruit of trust, 
the fruit of like the manifestation of God in our lives and in our worship related to this thing called trust? But are we willing to sometimes go through moments where we can give God the trust of our hearts that he is truly with us? Listen, someone needs to hear this today, like for real, like as it relates to your worship, as it relates to your connection to God, like give him that space. Give him that room. Give him that place in your heart. Trust begets the fruit of trust when it's given. You can't say that you trust someone until you're first put in a position to have to trust and then secondly, you turn that over. That means you relinquish your control and you give it to that person, to that friend, to that spouse, to God. This is what it means to Yadah, to worship. Last thing here as we begin to wrap this up it secondarily means surrender because once you trust then now you've surrendered Yadah praise is when we are in desperate straits and we need a victory from the Lord and we're raising the hands to him which is an international sign by the way of surrender I want you to take a look just briefly at this video of Yadah worship taking place in Brazil. Not in a church building, not in a worship service, but on the streets.
I don't know about you, but when I saw that video, I was like, God, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. That's what's happening in this time. Lord, I want all of it. I want more of it. I want, I want to embrace this fully. I don't, I don't want to just rely upon a Sunday morning with a band and with worship singers, as great as that is, as wonderful as that is, to be the, the heart, the foundation of worship for me. I want to have this kind of experience, God, with you. I want it to, to burn in this kind of way again. You see, worshiping with raised hands and adoration, surrender to God, is one of the most explosive and meaningful expressions of praise because of its posture in humility. I said this, and I don't know how many of you heard it, but I I, I actually posted a tweet about it. I said, I don't feel like this is a time to, to go big but actually go low. You know, even as all this hit around Easter, that's normally when you just pull out all the stops, all the big services, all the big this, all the big that. And I felt like God said, let let me be big in you by you going low. This is probably one of the, the most powerful portions of scripture in the New Testament in Philippians chapter 2 that describe the character and nature of Jesus who by the way was the greatest worshiper that ever lived talk about trust talk about surrender I mean, I'm sure they had their time of worship around the campfire with the instruments and some singing and all those kind of things. But man, this was a guy. When the rubber met the road, when, when he was faced with tremendous adversity and reasons to maybe not trust the Father, that he actually went there in such a profound way. And it actually set an atmosphere in place over the earth that was grabbed a hold of by 12 guys and 120, then 3,000, then spread from there. And we're sitting here today because of what Jesus released on the earth. Look what Paul says in Philippians chapter two as we close. He says, you must have, verse five, the same attitude that Christ Jesus had, which we do, By the way, he's in us. 
Christ in us, the hope of glory, so we can possess and see manifest the, the, the fruit of this scripture right here that Paul says we need to put on display. And he says in verse six, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. In other words, he wasn't gonna go big, he was gonna go low. In fact, all the disciples, they were so confused. They were like, when are you gonna just bring your kingdom, military might, political power? Like, that's not what Jesus was up to. It's not what he's up to now. The world is, is not gonna be changed through political or, 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 or military might. It's gonna be changed through worshipers. It's gonna be changed through, through, through ones who, who trust and who have surrendered and who have come to know God in a, in a more intimate way where worship is the essence of their lives, whether in their, their homes or in the churches, buildings, which are not churches, by the way. They're just gathering places. They're just a facility. They're just a tool. We are the church. There's an army that God's raising up right now that, that, is, that is coming to, to, to know the deeper realms of worship. If Fort Lauderdale is going to be a fortress of praise, it's going to be because, because living stones have discovered God in this kind of a way. He says in verse 7, instead he gave up his divine privileges. Can you imagine like he could have had anything he wanted. He could have called down a myriad of angels to stop his, his, his punishment, his torment, his challenges, his oppressors. He could have just taken all that off the map. He was royalty. He was the one that set all that you see in place. He created it. But he was born a human being and he took on himself human form. And not just human form, but broken humanity. Broken humanity. And it says he humbled himself, verse eight, in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. My goodness. Like when you're in that type of position, not only did you die a death, but you took upon yourself the sin of the world. He knew no sin. He never made any mistakes. He never, he wasn't even acquainted with that type of a a space. Can you imagine all the murder, all the rape, all the lying, all the stealing, cheating, death, all the stuff that that had been propagated on the earth. He took that upon himself. Talk about a disorienting environment. Talk about like head spinning, like feeling confused, like talk about living in, in an apocalyptic type of moment. I mean, talk, you know, that, that trumps coronavirus days like times a thousand, man. Can you imagine what Jesus was facing? But because he yadawed the Lord, if he could have lifted his hands on that cross, on the inside he was because he trusted and he surrendered. Father. It says because of that, verse nine, God elevated him to the place of highest honor. There it is. Now we have a reason to worship. We have a reason to praise. This one who now lives on the inside of us, it gives us the same capacity to walk through moments like not even close to what he did, but moments that, 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 that we feel some of the same feelings that he felt. He actually came as a human so he could identify with us that we have these, these, these graces by, by his, his blessing over our lives to enter into this type of worship. He was given a name above every other name, it says. And that at that name, 
of Jesus. One day every knee should bow and every tongue declare, verse 11, that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wow. As we go back into a a little moment here of worship. Okay, you're not in some building right now. You might be in your car. You might be on a train. You might be in your living room. You might be walking through your neighborhood. I I don't know where you're at right now as you're listening to this. I mean, just the other day, I was just on a walk and I just had this moment with Jesus and I just lifted up my hands. There's other people even around. I didn't care. I just said, God, I love you. I worship you. I revere you. I adore you. I I need you. I trust you. we do that as as we take a minute and just go back in to a moment a moment of Zamar but one where our hearts are burning with Zadok You are 
compassion flow through others that worship. But as inspired as I am, I want to be one myself that's rooted in the heart of what this is all about. Reverence, honoring this one who is seated on the throne, that has endured every trial known to humanity, every emotion that any of us have ever felt will feel our feeling right now. And I want to enter in, could you go there with me to a new place of trust, a new place of surrender like we've never known? Let's just open our hearts this morning. Let's, let's open up those deep places on the inside for the heart of worship to find its way back to us again. Can we pray? Lord, come with lifted hands and surrender. We worship you. Have your way, Jesus. Do what you want to do in us. In Jesus' name. You know, maybe you've never given that place of your heart to the Lord before. Maybe it's just been about coming to church and letting other people in their relationship take you in to a pseudo relationship. I want to challenge you, like, go there with God right now. Before you ever don a church facility or another gathering again, get that ground back with Jesus. Listen, thanks to all of you for joining us again this Sunday. You can connect to all things happening digitally online with the harbor on our website www.harborchurch.org again harbor spelled h-a-r-b-o-u-r we'd love to keep you guys connected to all those beautiful things happening for all aspects of your family thank you so much for joining us this Sunday Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.